This is the Graphic Designer Podcast, Episode 3, and today we are talking about communicating rate increases to your clients. Uh, I'm your host, Dan Nesbitt, and alongside me as usual, we have Jessica Rosengard. How's it going? Oh, pretty good. Just freezing our tushies off here in Chicago. And no kidding. I'm ready for summer more than <laughs> I think anybody knows. Right. So... Anyway, um, I'm kind of excited for this episode. Um, <laughs> I've actually been doing a lot of thinking on this one. And, um, you know, kind of being the beginning of the year and everything, it traditionally, uh, I, I think a lot of people use this time to adjust their prices, um, be it their rates, uh, the prices for products or services or whatever they're selling. And, um, yeah, I, I think this could be a good discussion for us today. So I guess... I don't know. How can we start this out here? Um, well, I guess we could just start it off with you get to that first of the year and yeah. you're, it's time to increase your rate. I mean, that's the general mm -hmm. concept. It's time to increase right. your rate and, it, and then you're feeling good about it. Okay, great. I'm going to increase my rate. This is hot by how much. I can justify it. This, I feel good about it. And then there's the, oi, how do I tell people? Like, how do you tell people? Right. And the reason I say the, the oi part, because... <laughs> Um, are your clients going to, are your existing clients going to be okay with it? Are they going to stick with you? Are, you know, that, that's where, um, it makes, that's where I get, um, right. not uncomfortable because I know what I'm worth and I know I do a good job. And for the most part, my clients are okay with the price increase, but I also have clients that, um, and this is really the issue I think for people that you have to stop and think like, how do you want to handle it? Mm -hmm. Um, you've got an existing client that you've been working with for any, you know, even a little time or years and you have to go to them and say, I I'm increasing my rate. It's going to cost you more money if you want to keep working with me. Right. Um, and then like as the little, what I'm calling cul-de-sac notes, uh, <laughs> how do you go about communicating that? What's yeah. the most, what's the best way and the most professional way of communicating that it's going to start costing more money for them to work with you? Right. Well, for me, um, this is, uh, starting year four for me for being a freelancer. And, um, when I started out, I, I was actually charging an absurdly low rate, um, especially looking back now because my rate is, um, well, I'm horrible at math. We'll say it was about three times. My rate now is about three times greater than it was when I started. And in the last few years, it's almost actually been every year. My rate has kind of gone up, you know, a little bit of a bump every year to get to where I'm at. Um, and what's interesting is, you know, I, I've increased my rate two, three times now and the nerves are still there every time I, I <laughs> reach out to a client to say, you know, Hey, it's, it's, it's 2013, it's 2014. Um, oh, by the way, I'm going to charge you more money this year. And what's interesting is the range of responses you get from that. I think, um, well, what kind of responses it, did you get? Cause you just increased your rate. I, I did. Um, and it's interesting because I got, you know, some clients that were like, well, okay, we'll need to check our budget again. Um, and then, you know, they kind of, you know, fall away a little bit, which, you know, it's too bad. Uh, but then I've, on the flip side, I actually had a client, believe it or not, say good, <laughs> which made me feel that I probably didn't raise it up enough. So, well, Dan, you and I started working together. I don't remember exactly how long ago. Was it 2012? Mm -hmm. I think 2012. Yeah. yeah, we started working together, and I remember at first I was like, "Awesome! Like he's pretty inexpensive. This is sweet." And mm -hmm. 
(laughs) (laughs) You and I had a conversation and I think, uh, not that I'm by any means taking credit. I remember encouraging you to raise your rate. You're just too good at what you do. And which kind of brings up the other subtopic of the lower your rate is, the lower value you're projecting on to your clients. I mean, if someone sees you as being cheap, then they, then you, what I have found, um, take this for what it's worth, you tend to, or I have tended to get taken advantage of a little bit or pushed a little harder, right. or you also don't get the kind of clients that actually value what you do when you charge so little. Because if, if someone comes to you and let's say, they're like, well, you know, you know, we all know these people are like, oh, I only have mm-hmm. $500 for a website. Well, when you actually agree to that and you accept so low, so such a low fee, um, the quality of the projects you're getting are cheap, not just the exactly. work you're doing. It's not even so much that you're not doing a good job. You're actually getting those quasi cheap projects, which are not, right. you, you can't do the best work possible when you're, when you're like feeling that, well, I'm not going to do this. It's not included you know, you you run down that road. Whereas, and Dan, I think that you found this when you started raising your rate, you don't even have to really do a whole lot. For some reason, you raise your rate to what you're actually worth and valuing your own work. You just start getting better quality clients, better quality projects. That's, that's true. And actually, I guess I can kind of highlight my experience a little bit here. Um, when I first started working as a freelance designer, I'll be honest, my rate was, uh, it was between 30 and $35 per hour, which, you know, now when I say that, that sounds absolutely Absurd. awful. Um, <laughs> yeah, it, it, to be honest, I, I'm still very curious as to how we even lived as much as we did off of that. Um, but the thing was, was I had a lot of clients for $35 an hour. So, it was a lot of work. I felt busy. And then we get to the end of the year, you, you know, you submit your taxes and everything. And, you know, when I did after that first year, it was like, oh, I only made that much money, but I worked 80 hours a week. Right. And, you know, I, I, I'm married. So, I, you know, I've got my wife sitting there going, well, you know, I can't be the only one bringing in money. You know, you got to do better than this. Mm-hmm. So at the end of my first year of freelancing, I raised my rate from $35 to $50 at the time. And I was kind of nervous when I went out to all my clients, you know, saying, hey, you're going to, you know, pay me $15 more per hour. And fact of the matter was I did lose clients over that. But what I discovered the next year was, you know, over the course of the year, I had more people come in and they were better qualified, you know, for, you know, you know, the services they wanted for me, uh, you know, it was a better fit. Um, and I noticed that my, my, even my work relationships got better. It was like, you know, we're paying you more. There was a little bit more respect, you know, not saying that the people paying me $30 weren't respecting me. They were, but, um, you know, it was just, it felt like the, a jump in the level of professionalism. Um, and kind of what threw me off too was I was also working less, but then the end of the year came, we did my taxes again and was like, I just practically doubled my income over a year. Right. So it, it was interesting because, you know, at the beginning of the year, you know, you, you kind of get freaked out because, you know, to you, you know, yeah, you're worth, let's say, a $15 an hour increase, you know, for your rate, but your clients don't always see it that way. And, you know, you hope that most do. But, you know, you always kind of freak out a little bit when you have that one client who goes, well, we were already kind of on the fence and, you know, we're just going to have to, let you go at that rate. We just, we can't afford you anymore. Um, and I think sometimes people forget the flip side of that is, you know, sure you're doing less work, you may have fewer clients, but 
the flip side is, is you're actually making more money. So, um, it, it was kind of a unique experience that way. And the funny part is, is, you know, the couple times that I've, I've raised my rates since then, you know, I still get that, that feeling, but I try and keep in the back of my mind that, you know, at the end of the year, it's going to make a difference. It's going to make a difference in the type of clients I'm working with. It's going to make a difference in how much time I'm spending at work and how much time I can now spend with my family. Um, and it's it's kind of interesting how it works out in the end, even when you're you know sitting there freaking out before you have to place a phone call to that client saying, "Hey, by the way, so right. Well, you know it's in, for me, it's important to point out this isn't just about how can I make the most amount of money and work as little as possible. But I mean, there's there's that benefit. Mm-hmm. But I've raised my rate, and I got busier. Yep. I mean, I'm busy. And mm-hmm. um, yes, I do have a flexible life. I work for myself. I work from home. And so I have the flexibility of choosing if I want to work all day long or if I want to work later on in the day so I have my day free to to do whatever. And we all have lives. And so that that's I've, – I've created a situation where I do have that flexibility. But mm-hmm. someone put to me once, um, they said, double your rate. Like double mm-hmm. my rate, I'll lose half my clients. And she's like, exactly. I'm like, I don't understand. So basically, if you think about it, you're doubling <laughs> your rate so that you can actually provide a more focused quality service to your clients. Because really, we're kind of a, a one, not a one-stop shop. I don't want to make it. I don't want to cheapen it or lessen the value. Right. But really, by being able to charge more, you can actually spend more time on one project. I would rather have four to six or ten pro- big projects a year than to have mm-hmm. 50 and you're you're up to your eyeballs you can only be de- you can only be demanded to be so creative on that's and that, that's, that's the point. problem right so basically right. by doubling your rate you know yeah it sucks the last thing you want to do you're not trying to do this to you're not out to get anybody but doubling mm-hmm. your rate and losing the clients that maybe those clients aren't the ones that you really they're not best suited for your business or they that that you shouldn't be working together because if they're not willing to pay you what you're worth or they can't afford it, which is fair, um, mm-hmm. you're, what I found is so fine. So other people will say, sorry, I can't afford that, but I'm actually getting much better quality projects and clients that actually appreciate that. But so it's, so it's not so much about how can I make the most amount of money and work as little as possible, which does sound is a fantasy. Like that sounds like a great oh, dream, yeah. but you know or what? I like being and... busy. I, I like yeah. having work. I, I like feeling mm-hmm. like I'm getting paid for something that I enjoy doing, mm-hmm. but, um, it, it actually allows me to focus more. So when I get a really big project and I'm providing a lot of services on that project and not just kind of half-assing it, um, I feel much better when the project's done because I feel like I've been able to put a little bit more focus on it as, as opposed to spreading myself so thin over too many projects. Yeah, and that's that's a really good point. Um, so just to kind of move the topic along a little bit, you know, let's say you've decided to, to do your rate increase and whatnot. Um, do you have any specific way that you go about that? Is there a difference for you uh, raising your rates for existing clients versus picking up new clients? Um, you know, if there's contracts, you know, that may, they might go through, let's say, the beginning of the year if you're choosing to do it then, where it's still your old rate. Do you have a good way of handling that? Um, <laughs> I'm actually <laughs> right now, uh, I, need to, I need to communicate to a handful of existing clients that I do ongoing work with. Um, because it is time to talk about renewing uh, retainer agreements or ongoing maintenance agreements because mm-hmm. my rate has gone up. So obviously the monthly retainer amount will increase. 
Um, mm-hmm. Any new clients, I don't have an issue because this is this is my rate. Kind of not, right. not to sound like a jerk, like take it or leave it. This is how much it's going to cost. But um, and then there's the third category of my clients that I've worked with in the past, but I don't do ongoing work unless they call and say, "Hey, I have an extra project." Those people call. I don't have as big of an issue saying, "Sure, no problem. I can send you an estimate. This is how much it will cost." I just want to let you know my my rate has increased. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the existing clients that I'm actively working with right now where I feel is the, is the, you know, I said to you before we yeah. started the podcast, I'm like, this kind of makes me nervous yeah. because you know, you're actively working on something with someone, they know how much your cost, everything's sort of status quo. And then it's like, Hey, I just wanted to let you know. So is it mm-hmm. a matter of with those people, um, communicating to them that, your rate has has permanently increased, but that mm-hmm. you won't increase it for them until such and such a date. So, right. So for me, um, <clears throat> I've, I've kind of got an approach. It's kind of worked for me in the past few years. And, and I mean, granted, you know, when you raise your rate, you, you know, you want to retain all of your, you know, clients, especially the better ones, if you can. It doesn't always work that way. But I, I think kind of what I found has been a good method for me is, you know, usually I start thinking about a rate increase usually around August for the fall, you know, so like I was thinking about this year's rate increase August of last year. And, you know, I might kick it around to a few of my closer clients, you know, just saying, you know, hey, you know, I'm kind of looking over my books for next year. Um, You know, I'm considering bringing my rate up to this. How do you feel about that? And, you know, keep in mind, too, that these are clients that I have, you know, a, a little bit closer relationship to than, than some of my other ones. So I'm not just going out to every client saying, hey, what do you think of this? Um, but, you know, it, it's the ones who are going to be understanding their, you know, they know that I need to stay in business. You know, I need to keep food on my table because if I don't, then you, I can't work with them. And so I might get some feedback there. Uh, but typically I try and start you know, easing people into the idea of a rate increase, you know, towards the last couple months of the year, like November, December. And depending on the client, depending on the project and where it's at and everything, if it's an existing client, I usually try and push a rate rate increase off until either the, con- the contract's expired um, or if it's kind of like an hourly type agreement, I might push that rate increase back to March of the following year. So it doesn't start January. They get three months like a grace period like a grace period and and the reason that i do that it's it's partially a a thanks you know for being a client being there for me you know at the old rate um and you know i'm trying to show a little bit of appreciation but in the same breath it's kind of well i i've got to continue making a living i i do have to raise my rate at some point for you Mm -hmm. and and i found that i usually get a pretty good reception to that well you know i'm sitting here listening to you and i'm thinking Every year, for the most part, for the last, I don't know, 15 years or so that I've been going to the same guy who cuts my hair, uh, I don't get my hair cut super often. So I'll go in Mm -hmm. every couple months to get my hair cut. And sure enough, I go to check out and I cringe at the beginning of every year, like, what Mm -hmm. did his rate go up to? And, you know, they don't call me and say, hey, Eric's rate went up to -hmm. this, which is already high to begin with. He's worth it. But like, oh, my God, how much did the rate go up to? Mm -hmm. So... Someone said recently, um, how do you, you know, I had a conversation with someone, how do you communicate the the rate increase? It's okay. You've Mm -hmm. established that you're going to have an increase. You feel good about it. Everyone supports it for the most part. You know, you talk to colleagues. Yes, definitely Mm -hmm. raise your rate. How do you communicate it? And that's where I feel like I'm getting stuck (laughs) because um, I think for most people, I shouldn't even say most people. I don't know how fair that is. There might be people out there that have no problem whatsoever, but 
Mm-hmm. Most of the people I've come in contact with and talked to do have that kind of artist's uh, perspective of so hard to put a value on what you do. How do you, you know, right. you feel, I, I for years felt like I, oh my God, I'm charging too much. No one's going to pay this. And then just without even discussing well, it, knock the price down, which is just right. not. <clears throat> well, the way I look at it, you know, we're, we're designers and, you know, as much as we say we're creative and everything at the end of the day, we, ha- you know, our, our work has to sell something. Well, it's still a, a product business. To serve. Exactly. So I actually look at, at, at design a bit more like marketing than anything, you know, and, and there's a value on marketing, you know, people and companies pay X amount to people to advertise their service, to market it to certain, you know, groups of people or, or whatever the case may be. And there's a return on that investment. You know, you could, uh, just for example, I mean, you could hire a freelance marketing person, and I don't know what the rate is for one of them, but let's say it's a thousand dollars, and they're going to do a, a week's work of, of marketing or advertising, whatever you've decided to do. And over the course of that week, you spent a thousand dollars, and you get let's say ten thousand dollars of business back. And I kind of view graphic design the same way. When I design a website, you know, and I'm charging X amount of dollars for that website. You know, most of my clients, there's a reason they have a website. It's to drive awareness to a service they're providing. It's educating somebody about something. It's possibly selling a product like an actual e-commerce store. Uh, And there's going to be a return on that investment at some point. You know, an e-commerce store is pretty easy to, you know, use as an example. You know, if I'm doing a store that sells T-shirts, they're selling for 10 bucks of pop. If I do a really good job, I make it easy to navigate. I make it aesthetically pleasing. I make it stand out to the audience that they want, you know, and and they're able to kind of do some marketing around that on top of that. Um, You know, at some point there's going to be a return. People will go to that website, they'll buy T-shirts, the company, you know, that hired me to do the website will profit off of those t-shirts and over time they'll sell enough t-shirts to to make up make for up the how, money yeah right yeah so that's kind of how i approach it and that's where i see the value in design is you know anybody can go and put pretty pictures on a web page but there's an art behind understanding people understanding their behavior um you know how they think how they act what they do what they expect and so that's kind of how I view design a little bit, which I know is kind of getting a little philosophical and a little <laughs> off topic. But um, anyway, that's kind of what makes me feel comfortable when I go to a, a client for a rate increase. And it's especially easier if it's a client who, after they hired me, they noticed an increase in sales. They noticed an increase in traffic to their website or, or whatever metric they were using because then they see that value and they think, well, you know, I was paying down X amount last year, and we saw these kind of increases on our website. Um, so, you know, if if this trend continues, which we always hope it does, you know what, I, I think Dan is worth that. So, I, you know, if I'm communicating a rate increase to a client and I know that kind of stuff going in, it gives me a little bit of confidence to jump in and say, well, you know, over the last year, you know, we did this, this, and this. You saw these kinds of increases. And I'm just letting you know that in, you know, 2014, um, you know, I'm getting a little busier. My services are a little more in demand and I'm going to need to increase my rate. So if you want to continue working with me, this is my new rate. And, you know, when you kind of get them thinking that way a little bit, you know, it's more than just paying for pretty pictures in Photoshop. That it was, it was actually doing something for their bottom line. I think you find that people might be a little more willing to go along with, with whatever your rate increases. Well, that's you know, assuming that someone actually appreciates what you do for a living. There are some people who, 
with all due respect to them, don't really mm-hmm. understand what we do or they're, they're not technologically savvy. They just know they need a Correct. website, so they don't totally get it. And so like you get the people and, and we're, mm-hmm. I feel like we're kind of going off on a, a somewhat of a tangent, but you know, you get the, well, I don't need to redo my website. My website's fine. We don't get that much traffic mm-hmm. anyway. And I'm like, well, you want to know why you're not getting traffic? <laughs> so, yeah. um, but I, but I, think, I yeah, I, I was going to say, I, I think that that kind of, you know, was like last week we were talking about, you know, vetting clients and, and when to pass on a client. And, and I think that's kind of where you nix well, those kinds of clients. But the, the key thing is, do you call each individual client to discuss the rate increase? Do you send an email to discuss the rate increase so it's in writing? Do you call and then follow up? I don't mean to make it more complicated than it is, mm-hmm. but you know, it's money. People are spending right. money for your services and and do you extend the courtesy of making a personal phone call to discuss it so that they know that you care enough about their business? I mean, I guess I'm kind of answering sure. my own question. It's just <laughs> a matter of you know, do you want to actually be on the phone in case they're like, what the hell? I'm not, right. I'm not going to pay that much more. But um, right. I mean, so um, far I have not had, for the few people that I've spoken with, I have not faced a lot of resistance to right. my price increase, which is, right. it was hard for me to wrap my head around my increase. And I've been encouraged by people for a long time to raise it to what it's at. Um, mm-hmm. I'm feeling better about it. And the fact of the matter is I'm still getting new business. People are still paying it. Existing clients are okay with it. So clearly I'm not that far off the mark right. and nor have you been because you're doing fine too. So exactly. And, and I guess to kind of answer your question on the whole call email thing, uh, for me personally, if I can, you know, and I, I try to respect a client's time. Um, you know, there are some clients I work with, they do prefer communication almost entirely in email and, you know, you, you know, they might even, you know, email me for big things, you know, in terms of, you know, legal things, you know, for we're putting together contract or whatnot. So I, I try and do some, you know, I try and be respectful of their time there, but usually I prefer a phone call. And, and the reason that I like a phone call is, you know, it, it's a little more personal. It's me taking time out of my day saying, you know what, I care enough about you that, you know, I, I'm not going to, you know, email you and make it like, you know, breaking up over email or text message because, you know, that that's kind of unprofessional. Um, but then that way, if they have any questions, if they have any concerns, we're having a dialogue. It's in real time. You know, they don't have to wait five minutes for me to respond to them and say, oh, yeah, you know, it's not going to affect you for the first three months of the year or something like that. They can ask those questions right away and they can get answers right away. And I think it kind of helps level off their anxiety a little bit more sometimes if there is any towards the rate increase that, you know, they're not going to sit there, read my email, stew over it for 15 minutes and then respond. You know, we can just, you know, chat about it right away. It's kind of like ripping a Band-Aid off a a hairy arm, if you will. Um, You know, it's just it's an instantaneous conversation and and we don't have to worry about people getting the wrong impression or anything like that. So. That, that's usually my preference. There are a few clients that I have emailed the price increase to. Um, I would say my success rate retaining those clients has not been as good um, <laughs> for obvious reasons. But, uh, you know, it, it's I, I guess that's just kind of my answer to it. Um, you know, it's people people appreciate you being real with them. And, you know, even some of the clients that, that have moved on from me over a price rate, uh, price increase. The one thing that I, I'm, I liked that they said in some cases was that they respected the rate increase and they understood my value. And 
you know, even though they they weren't my client anymore after that, it still made me feel okay because it was like, okay, you know, this this was the right idea. And I have to understand too that some of my clients, you know, they were starting out or, you know, their business wasn't doing as well, you know, so they couldn't afford the top rate, you know, graphic designers and whatnot. Like, I guess I could maybe say I am now if I want to be a little full of myself here, but, um, you know, not everybody can afford me and, and that's fine. And, you know, I have respect for the ones who can say that and say it professionally and still respect me at the end of the day for it. Um, I, I think there's something to be said for that. So, yeah, I just, uh, I don't know, I guess <laughs> I gotta get over the uh, the nervousness. I, I There's that feeling mm-hmm. of, and I'm sure other designers have felt this way, um, you know, I need to raise my rate. Uh, I don't want to lose my client. I'm nervous I'm going to mm-hmm. lose my client. And then, then there's the potential of what if the person's like, hey, you know, I, I do respect that, or I'm sorry, but I can't afford that anymore, feeling right. okay with knowing that, okay, well, I really appreciate your your business and this has been great. Mm-hmm. You know where to find me. I'm always here. Um, let, you know, good luck or let me know what you need. Right. And, and I think that's the hardest thing for me is that I, you know, try and make people happy um, mm-hmm. and respect. I, I try to just come through for people. I, I very rarely, I'm like, oh, well, sorry, sucks to be you. Uh, I don't right. like taking that attitude. So it, I, I get fearful. Like, what are people saying to the clients that try and negotiate them back down? Mm-hmm. Yeah, for me, I've always kind of been of the mindset that I have my rate, it's what I charge, and I charge it to everybody. And generally speaking, if somebody tries to talk me down from that rate, I have them understand that that's the rate I charge for everybody. And I'm in the interest of running my business, you know, as as simple as I can. I mean, I'm a graphic designer. I'm not anybody who works with numbers um, or anything like that. So the the rate that I charge, the work that I do, I keep that the same as same as I possibly can for everybody. I mean, it's not always possible, but um, so for me to you know go back on a rate increase for just one client, to me that's very unfair to the rest of my clients. And in my personal case, I have a lot of clients who do business with each other, you know, with me out of the picture. So my fear is is you know let's say client A is doing business with client B of mine, but client A talked me down to a lower rate than client B, you know, what's to stop that conversation one day of them sitting there going, you know, hey, that Dan is a really awesome guy and whatnot. And, uh, you know, one client goes, well, yeah, you know, he's really good for me. He uh, he gave me a, a, a decrease in rate this year. And then all of a sudden the other client's mm-hmm. going, uh, wait a minute, I'm paying full price. What right. the heck? So then it comes back to me. And that's what I try and avoid. Right. So, that's why I'm very firm with my rate increases. Um, but one story that I kind of wanted to get out in this podcast, uh, and I, I might have told you this one before, uh, I do have a client that I work with, and they're not a very regular client, but when they do bring work to me, they're a very good client. And when I first started working with them a couple years ago, you know, they did kind of give me a little grief about my rate, not that it was too high, rather it was too low. Uh. And... Um, so it was interesting, you know, it, I, if I do communicate a rate, rate increase, this is actually the client I call first because they usually make me feel better and, um, you know, hopefully they don't give me too much grief if they ever listen to this podcast and hear that. But right. um, what makes it easy is that the, the client that I work with, my point of contact, used to be a graphic designer, so he understands where I'm coming from. But 
I called him up this year and I said, you know, just to let you know uh, the rate that I charged you before, it actually, because, you know, they didn't do work with me at my last rate, it was the rate before, uh, it ended up basically me doubling my rate to them. So I, I called, you know, and, you know, I'm still a little bit nervous because, you know, graphic designers, money, yada, yada. Um, but there was that second of silence and he goes, that's awesome. Oh, my <laughs> and, God. And his, and, and his point was, you know, his company works with a lot of other designers and printers. You know, they, they do packaging design. And he, sa- he told me, he said, you know, you actually were probably losing out on business at that, that lower rate that you were charging me for before. And he goes, actually, now that you're communicating this larger rate increase to me, he said, I can pitch you to more clients of mine. And I thought that was an interesting thing, you know, that you never really think about. Well, that's is what I was saying how, before. You're not you're yeah, no longer getting those cheap clients, but the, the perceived mm-hmm. value is, well, he's, if he's too cheap, there's something wrong here. If, exactly. Why is and, he and, so cheap? And, and, and that was the point he had with some of these bigger clients. You know, his company works with, you know, they're not Fortune 500. They might not even be Fortune 1000, but, you know, they're larger clients. They do millions of dollars of business every year. And when they pay for something, they expect to pay a minimum certain amount, Mm -hmm. you know, whether that's for graphic design services or something else. And my old rate was below that. So when they (laughs) saw that, you know, they don't know me. They're not going to take time to Google me. They're just going to know that they've paid X amount for this, you know, design service in the past, and I'm not charging at least that. Therefore, something's wrong with me. Therefore, they can't hire me. Right. And... So it, it was kind of interesting because, you know, I, I don't always think about that is how much business are you losing out on by not charging enough? And and what's interesting is, and I find it to be true every time I increase my rate, is you're it, it's almost always you're losing out on some sort of business. And, you know, you, you really, you can't fear that rate increase because, yeah, you might lose some clients, but think of the clients that you're about to gain because you're charging a higher rate. Right. So. Yeah, I totally agree. I, um, mm-hmm. yeah, th- I mean, that's what I was saying before that, that, that notion of double your rate. Oh no, mm-hmm. I can't double my rate. I'm going to lose, lose half my clients. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, it's that perceived value. It's, it's when, okay. Exactly. So when you go and someone comes to you and they say, uh, cause I've been in this situation and they'll say, I am, uh, I'm getting a couple quotes. Mm-hmm. Um, and we talked about this in previous podcasts, you know, can you give me an idea of what your budget is and what your timeline is? Um, not because mm-hmm. I'm trying to leverage myself, but if you, t- you know, I need to know because if your budget is only like one or $2,000 for something that's clearly going to be in excess of $5,000, um, mm-hmm. we can just end this call within five. I don't say it like this, of course, right. but like we can end this call in five minutes because I can tell you right off the bat. And this is, ha- this has happened. I've had a few calls last week and I said, okay, you know what? Um, Actually, a project like this is is valued much higher. It's going to cost at least X. Um, mm-hmm. And and the call lasted less than fifteen minutes. They appreciated me for not wasting their time. They 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 thanked me for not yep. wasting their time. That that all we lost was that fifteen minutes. And mm-hmm. um, it's it is important. And I don't think people realize that until they have that conversation. But this right. Cool. Well, I think that's probably a good wrapping up point for today's show. Um, so hopefully that at least calms your nerves. Hopefully a few listeners' nerves a little bit about uh, rate increases. I know they're not always easy, but uh, and we'd love to know, hear what you think, what your experiences have been. Um, I'm, I'm always interested to hear exactly how other people handle it and if they've had any 
For sure. Nightmare yeah. stories, success stories, <laughs> you know, what's the result looking back on it? Uh, we definitely welcome the comments. Exactly. Um, so yeah, if you do have any comments or feedback, um, we do have a contact form up now on graphicdesignerpodcast.com. Um, I've also set up our Twitter account. Finally, you could find us on Twitter at designer podcast because our name's too long for the whole thing. And, um, yeah, you can find, uh, you can find me on Twitter at Dan Nesbitt and, uh, how can people find you? Uh, you can find me, Jessica Rosengard, at jrosengard on Twitter. And you can also find me at jessicarosengard.com. Perfect. And also very exciting, you can find us on the iTunes uh, podcast or on the iTunes st- in the iTunes store under podcast, if I can get that out right. <laughs> <laughs> um, and we'd love it if you guys could uh, take a few moments and give us a rating, give us a review, hopefully a good one. And uh, yeah. <laughs> We're getting better at this, I think. <laughs> <laughs> We're working on it. I got to stop giggling so much, but yeah, we are getting we'll better. We'll figure it out. Thanks for hey, listening. Hey. Yes. Perfect. Well, thanks for listening, guys, and we'll catch you next time. Bye. Bye.